Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that just yelled at its co-worker. Who because are you yelling at? Amanda Atwell. Oh. Do you know why? No. Because I tweeted out that it's four weeks to Thanksgiving, and she tweeted out, time to put up the Christmas decor. Wrong. To be fair, lots of uh, stores agree with Amanda. Well, to be any. fair, those stores can kiss my rear <laughs> <laughs> All right. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or the shows on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. It's QB2. It's the host of WTF, Women Talking Football, the award-winning WTF. It's Mallory Hartley. Hi, everyone. How do you, I haven't host. talked with you about this. How do you think WTF's going? I think it's going really well. I think it is, too. I'm, I, I love sitting in here for an hour with my best friend and talking about high school football. I know. I love doing this with you, too. Oh, you weren't talking about me. No. I, li- I like sitting here with you too. <laughs> Today's Thursday, October 27th, 2022. 28 days Thanksgiving, folks. Four Ooh. weeks. Four weeks from today. Let's go. Just kidding. That's the, the, we'll do a cheer. That's the cheer. That's the, the, <laughs> she was doing the cheerleader collapse where it's like the, they're cut. Tight hands. Let's, let's yeah. See let's see. Okay. Oh, you have to. We always got in trouble. You have to do tight hands like that. Mm-hmm. And then when you do like your cinnamon rolls, like your V, it has to be. You have to show your big cinnamon roll. But there's your cheer lesson for the day. <laughs> yes, somewhat. Happy birthday to Teddy Roosevelt, episode 1485. On today's show, folks, big show, large show. We got the top 10 Texas high school ball games of the week. It's another big slate of games. We're going to run through the top 10 games of the week. Then we're going to be joined by the head coach of one of those top 10 games of the week. I'll give away one of them. Uh, Battle of Unbeatens. We'll be joined by Byron Nelson, head coach Travis Pride. Uh, the 8-0 and o, uh, Byron Nelson Bobcats of Northwest ISD will travel to take on South Lake Carroll this week in a bad, top 20 battle in Class 6A. We'll talk with Coach Pride coming up here in a little bit. In the back half of the show, we got the picks, my high school football predictions for Week 10 of the Texas high school football season. We'll round it all out with Craven Bets, the return of Craven Bets, your weekly financial advice uh, segment here on Texas Football Today. Tell you where, to, where, to, uh, where we would advise you to put your money. Um, for uh, for college football entertainment purposes. Yeah. So, do we first four through the door? We sure do. It was Coach Terry Crawford, Tony Blaylock, Nick Morton, and Rob Hedaway. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. It's the uh, number one ranked Abbott Panthers, by the way, Coach Terry Crawford. Woo! 
Love it. Keep an eye on them. Love to hear it. All right, Mallory. You like high school football, right? (laughs) Yeah. You're going to a game tonight. I am going to a game tonight. Very excited. There are 673 Texas high school football games scattered hither and yon this week. 673. We have gone through and narrowed down the top 10. The top 10 Texas high school football games in week 10. Let's go to the graphic. So we're going to start in the middle, which is, I think, a game everybody could have seen coming on this list. Mm -hmm. And that is DeSoto and Duncanville. Number nine versus number three, seven o'clock Friday in Duncanville, Texas. We'll talk a little bit more about this on the picks video coming here in a moment. Um, One thing that I think is is going to be very interesting is to see how far these DeSoto fronts have come. Um, Because normally when these two teams get together, Duncanville dominates up front to such a degree that kind of doesn't matter what kind of playmakers DeSoto has. Mm-hmm. DeSoto's got big-time playmakers, yes, John T. Cook, uh, DJ Bailey, but more importantly, I think they're a lot better up front. How well do they match up against Colin Simmons and this and this team? This is also a this is a, a Duncanville offense that I think is good, but not necessarily like elite. And so, can the DeSoto defense hold up against them? Uh, but in the end, look, the, the the dominant force in this game should be the Duncanville front seven because it's the dominant force in pretty much every game. And so, I'm really interested in see this. I do think this is DeSoto's best chance in a long time to get Duncanville. So they'll have a great opportunity to 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 knock off the Kings of District 11 6A and win District 11 6A title. Have to go on the road to do it, but a fascinating matchup there in Duncanville. Let's go up to the top left. 7 o'clock tonight in Humble, Texas. Live on TexanLive.com. You can watch the number one team in 6A, the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs, taking on the number seven Humble Atascacita Eagles in a really interesting uh, matchup. These are two teams know each other particularly well. North Shore has won the last four in the series, and none has been closer than 10 points. But this is... A, I think a pretty darn good Atascacita team. Zion Brown, Tori Blaylock, their defense with Samu Tamono Pepe has been excellent. Um, this is a really balanced, and I think like they have one loss, but it's a one-score loss to Katie, which is pretty good. But put all that aside for a moment, because this is really in a lot of ways uh, a referendum on what North Shore is without Caleb Bailey. We don't anticipate him to play this week. We don't have some sort of long-term projection on him, quit asking. Um, but we, we, are, we are pretty sure he's not going to play tonight against, uh, against him. So it'll be touchdown Dave, David Amador at the quarterback spot. Uh, now, he's been good, but he's also not, a, not their QB1. So what does North Shore look like against a top-10 team on the road against, uh, you know, with a backup quarterback? I will just say this. If North Shore wins this game, 6AD1, y'all might be in real big trouble. Because if they're going to go on the road and beat a Tascacito with a backup quarterback, they might just have that team of destiny vibe in them. Well, they had a freshman starting last year. I know. So, I mean, uh, John K. It's it's funny, John K. We we talked about how this was John K.'s best coaching job last year. If he wins a title with with a backup, with a receiver playing quarterback, might might top the charts. Yeah. 7 o'clock Friday night in Southlake. The number four team in the state, the Southlake Carroll Dragons, welcome in the number 19-ranked Byron Nelson Bobcats in one of only two matchups of unbeatens in Texas high school football this week. The other one, if you're interested, is Mart and Dawson. I do like Mart in that one. Southlake Carroll is an interesting story. They've got Owen Allen. They've got uh, a, a, a really, I think, a dynamic team with a lot of different weapons uh, going on. Uh, you know, a lot of teams, a lot of things working for, <coughs> for them. Excuse me. But they are without 
their starting quarterback. Caden Anderson is, is is out at least for now. I believe he may be. We've heard that he might be out for the year. Um, they're turning to the backup quarterback, who's some six six like towering. Uh, like uh, the sophomore, six six. Yeah, he's huge. Jeez. Um. So they, but they've been they've been very very strong. Uh, Graham Knowles is his name. He's talented. He's got a couple games to get to, to get up to speed. But he's taking on this Byron Nelson team that that looks the part, right? Jake Wilson, their quarterback, has been fantastic. They run the ball well with Aaron Darden, and I think that really what has been most important for them is that their defense has stepped up. We're going to talk with Travis Pride here in a moment about this game, but really interested to see what happens when Byron Nelson visits South Lake Carroll with the district four six A title on the line. I think it is. Yeah, sounds right. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Franklin. The gauntlet continues for f- the number one team in the state uh, as the Franklin Lions welcome in the number six ranked Cameron Yo Yeoman. And no rest for the weary for Franklin. A week after knocking off Lorena, now that all they got to do is take on Cameron Yo. As a Cameron Yo team whose offense has been humming. Braylon Drake, their quarterback, has been very good. And and the defense, I do think, is starting to come around. I still have some concerns about them. You know, we know what Franklin's all about. Franklin's gonna run the ball and they're gonna and they're a home run hitting running run team. Can Yo limit Franklin to like five yards a carry instead of thirty? That's kind of it. Uh uh, also, what does this Franklin defense do against uh, a, a high-powered Yo offense? A lot to learn from this game. This is really, I think, a, lot, a big prove-it game for Yo to prove that they are like their back back. I don't know if they necessarily need to, them to win, but if they hang, I'm going to have really high hopes for them uh, moving forward. That's uh, tomorrow night in Franklin. 7 o'clock Friday night in Allen, the number 14-ranked Allen Eagles welcome in the number 11-ranked Prosper Eagles in a top 15 matchup. And... So I got to be honest here. I would love to know the last time that Allen hosted a game where they were not the higher ranked team. That's a good point. Because it's probably been a minute. Because they were on the road last week against Geyer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was last week, last year against Geyer because Geyer went to Allen. I don't know. Uh, but in any case, uh, they are coming off of a loss where they were kind of torched yeah. <laughs> uh, by Denton Geyer. Here comes Prosper, and Prosper is, I think, a different team, but similarly uh, similarly dangerous. And they are a team that I think has an opportunity. You know, this is, they, remember, they beat Allen last year. They are the mm-hmm. team that beat Allen last year and ended their long district winning streak. Um, and so my question is going to be, can they pull the trick again? Uh, their quarterback has been very strong, Harrison Rosar. They've got a number of weapons, most notably Hunter Summers. And remember, again, a lot of this is just going to come down to the same the same things about the guy, about the Geyer game, which is can Allen get pressure on Harrison Rosar or will he pick apart what I think is pretty clearly a vulnerable Allen secondary? Uh, I would also love to know the last time Allen lost back-to-back games. It's probably been quite a, quite a while. Yeah, so. that's interesting. Um, actually, you know what? It was earlier this year because technically they lost the season finale of last year, and then they lost. Okay, game one so of this I year. guess sort of. Back-to-back. But I'd love to know the last time they lost back-to-back games. In two, like within a span of two weeks. In two weeks, two yeah. games in two weeks. Anyway, fascinating game there. What does what does Allen look like without Kevion Sibley? We know Mike Hawkins is good, but can he do it by himself? 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Jonesboro, a really big 1A clash in six-man football as the number three May Tigers visit the number four Jonesboro Eagles. Um, Jonesboro's loss was a com- is a competitive one to Westbrook, who's, I believe, number two in these rankings. Um, 
Caleb Christel, their, their, their spread back has been excellent. Their defense led by Jane Domel has been very strong as well. May has really reloaded. I've been very impressed with what Craig Steele has done reloading this May program. Uh, you know, they're 8-0. They've got a, they're really battle-tested. They've got a nice resume. This would, to cap it with a district championship, would make them a firm contender there in 1A Division One. Damien Salinas, their two-way star is great. I actually will talk about this in the picks video, but I actually think this is a relatively low-scoring affair for six-man football, so keep an eye on that one. Watch this space. 7 o'clock Friday night in Somerset. The biggest game in the greater San Antonio area is a 4A matchup as the number four ranked Bernie Greyhounds welcome in the 7-1 Somerset Bulldogs. Um, you know, Somerset, is if you haven't paid attention to, to, to Somerset, this is a, a really intriguing squad that is able to run the ball really well. Ray Faz, their running back, has been great, and their defense has been lights out. Last week, they were excellent in their win over an overmatch San Antonio Memorial squad. Their defense has been great. What happens when they take on a Bernie team that is really humming? This is a Bernie team with with a, a big-time offense um, that I think is going to challenge the Somerset defense. That's the real strength-on-strength strength matchup here, is what happens when that outstanding Somerset defense takes aim at this Bernie offense, which is, you know, cruising. They're, they're doing a little bit of everything. Their quarterback, uh, Jackson, I think it's Baezy. Or Bayes, B-A-I-Z-E. I've never said it out loud. I just said it on tap and stuff, though, and I probably got it wrong there. But he's been great. His top, his top uh, is is uh, his top target is Braden Bayesy, who is his brother. This is a really intriguing uh, kind of strength on strength matchup here between Bernie and Somerset. Seven o'clock Friday night in Stamford, big time two A matchup as the Holly Bearcats welcome in the seven and one Stam or visit rather the seven and one Stamford Bulldogs and uh, looking to go into uh, this is this is kind of the one two punch. This is the this is the appetizer before the main course potentially. Holly's undefeated, but next week they get Stan or they get Cisco. And so is there a look-ahead factor? Because the Stanford team is certainly good enough to, to do it. Christian Duran, their quarterback, has been very, very strong. Uh, a dual-threat guy who can do a little bit of everything. Um, for Hawley, though, one thing I think is interesting about this team, they've kind of started throwing the ball a little bit more. Last year, they made it to the title game basically on 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 just running the ball. But Rody Hooper, their quarterback, has stepped up in a big way. And, of course, their defense has been locked down as well. Stanford's capable of winning this game. If there's a look-ahead factor for Holly, that's a big question in this one, so keep an eye on that. 7 o'clock Friday night, let's go up to the South Plains of Lubbock. 7 o'clock Friday as the number 7-ranked Amarillo Tascosa Rebels visit the Lubbock Cooper Pirates in a matchup that is straight up for the district championship in 2-5A Division One. They'll battle it out there uh, There as Tascosa is heading south on I-27. Uh, Tascosa... Tascosa was in a weird spot last week. They played Caprock, and Caprock's better, and it's a big rivalry game, but they needed overtime uh, to win 34-28. Um, that is one thing that I think has, has, is, is really interesting, is, is how... How much do you take from that? Because that was a banged-up Tascosa team. Going up against Lubbock Cooper, who their, their, their calling card is, of course, going to be power running and defense. This is going to be a team that wants to grind you down. This is going to be a very physical matchup. These are two teams that are going to take lumps out of each other with a district title on the line. Fascinating to see what happens when these two kind of Goliaths take sledgehammers to one another for 48 minutes for our amusement there in Lubbock. And finally, 7 o'clock Friday night in College Station. I don't know if this game has a rivalry name, but it's the Battle of College Station, he said. Uh, as the uh, as the College Station Cougars welcome in the number 10 ranked A&M Consolidated Tigers. Um, we're going to talk about this at length in the picks, uh, but 
I love the young stars in this game. Uh, Will Hargett, the, the quarterback for AM Consolidated, the sophomore running back for College Station, Aiden Martinez Brown, who was huge last week against against Georgetown. Um, uh, how does College Station match up up front defensively against what's been a really good AM Consolidated offensive line? And uh, AM Consolidated has never beaten College Station. 4 0, believe it or not. That's uh, College Station's 4 0. So can they get their first ever win? I don't love. What Colossation did last week, where they fell behind huge, thirty-five to three to Georgetown, before eventually losing in a much more cosmetically There's, like, yeah, like likable way. Uh, so can scary. they bounce back in a big way in a big rivalry matchup down there in College Station? So there they are, the top 10 Texas high school football games this week. You can find all complete coverage at TexasFootball.com, and you can watch dozens and dozens of games both tonight and tomorrow on TexanLive.com and Saturday. We got game Saturday too, yep. right? Yep. And we got like water polo and stuff. Uh, yeah, we got we got team tennis as well. Team tennis. Yeah. So we got water polo. We've got it all on Texan Live. So Texan make sure you check it all out. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hey, Miss Hartley, mm-hmm. can we tell you a little bit about our friends at Honda? Yes, you can. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with the North Texas Honda dealers to honor community helpers from across North Texas. Texas is fortunate to have so many great leaders that give back to their, uh, great individuals rather, that give back to their community in so many different ways. Thanks to the support of the North Texas Honda dealers, we have an opportunity to shine a light on a few very deserving individuals. Congratulations to Doug Curley from Keller Timber Creek High School as the recipient of the Community Helper Appreciation Award for North Texas Honda dealers. I think we have another one too. We sure do. Uh, we want to congratulate Sandra Gates from Duncanville High School on being the recipient of this week's Community Helper Appreciation Award presented by the North Texas Honda Dealers. Thank you for being helpful in your community. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. Now, a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Mallory, let's go to the hotline. There are just two matchups of unbeatens in week 10 of the Texas high school football uh, season. Uh, one of them is going down in Central Texas as Dawson at 8-0 will take on the number one team in 2A Division II, the Mart Panthers. The other is going on in the DFW Metroplex, actually just down the road from us. We could drive and go interview our next guest, but we're lazy. Let's bring in the head coach of the, Byer, the 8-0 Byron Nelson podcast, Coach Travis Pride. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How are you? How are things in Trophy Club? Oh, they're good. 
getting ready for getting ready for a little football. I would say so. You guys, uh, you guys are off to a, a fantastic start, eight and zero. Oh. Uh, you know, you've you've now been at this job for for a few years, and and I remember when you when you uh, took the job leaving Mansfield Summit to go there. I think that there were that people were like, "Well, man, Summit's a good job. Why would he move over to take this job at, at, at Byron Nelson?" Is this what you envisioned whenever you you moved it? Was this what you thought was possible uh, when you when you uh, decided to take this job here, at Byron? Yeah, I just thought there was, you know, I thought the top end was good. I, I, I like the north side. Uh, you know, I'm a country bumpkin, so we live out in Ponder and have a, a little land. But I thought the potential would be good. The, the athletic director that had contacted me at the time, him and I were friends from the past. We'd played against each other. So uh, anyway, he, he told me what the uh, he felt the top end of of it was and and uh i looked into it and i thought it'd be a great opportunity so it took us a while to get here but uh yeah, this is what i was hoping for uh this is you know there obviously you guys are eight and no so everything's working for you guys but at the same time for me the thing that is so stark about this team compared to last year is the defensive improvement you know last year you guys are giving up you know close to 30 points a game this year you know less than 10 points per game uh what is what do you think has been the biggest difference on the defensive side from last year to this year uh well primarily you know i think i think that uh, you always give credit to the kids first so we've got some really uh we've got some very athletic kids over there some very talented kids um the kids are 100 percent bought into the program and then and then we got a you know i think our a defense coordinator and our defensive staff um does a great job so uh, we could put some wrinkles into our defense uh of a little bit different than some of the stuff we're doing last year, trying to match our personnel better. And um, and then other than that, though, I just got some players over there, and they play hard, and they trust each other, and they communicate well, and they love each other, and they, they just play hard for one another. Talking with Travis Pry, the head coach of the Byron Nelson Bobcats here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Um, it, it's also hard not to notice uh, what your senior quarterback is doing. Jake Wilson has been... Uh, spectacular uh, coming off of what was already uh, an excellent 2021 junior season uh, it seems like he's only stepped up in, in an even bigger way how have you seen Jake Wilson grow as a quarterback over your time there well he was always you know from when he was younger we we, we knew his potential mm-hmm. um, what he's grown um, you know, really, and just his, his maturity, um, just understanding the game a little bit better. He's always very athletic and throw well, um, uh, very, you know, physically talented, talented. Um, his growth just become, uh, because he's, he's a real good student of the game. Uh, he studies the game. He watches film, uh, our quarterbacks coach, uh, coach use is our pass game coordinator. Uh, they're always on the same page. Like they, they watch together, they discuss together, they read together. They, so, uh, they've been, and then you know, I, I'll brag about Jake all day, but I also want to remind everyone that he's got a whole bunch of tools that he can <laughs> use around him, and the running backs and four really, really good receivers, and and the offensive line that takes care of him <clears throat> up there. But it's just a good mix. Jake's, he's uh, he's very, very competitive. He's very smart. He he can extend plays. Um, the thing he's kind of grown in from last year to this is he's learning not to force the ball when it's not necessary you know we can live to a second down or live to a third down sometimes and um, we love his desire to to want to make a play 
Um, I tell the coaches that I'll always rather pull co- kids back than have to push them forward. So um, he's just done a real good job of understanding game situation and, and management of the of the offense. You know, you mentioned it. You mentioned the weapons that that he has around them, and and it's a senior laden squad, especially at the skill position guys guys uh, uh, spots. Rather, Aaron Darden at the, at the running back spot. Landon Ransom has been so good. Gavin McCurley, who's been a real breakout star. Um, you know, I'm I'm interested. <laughs> It's funny to say there's only one football. Uh, how do you, you know, how do you make sure that everybody's getting to buy in on this? And how important is that? Because you do have so many stars out there, and only one to two guys can touch the ball on every play. Uh, how do you, how do you make sure that everybody's still pulling the rope in the same direction, knowing that, yeah, sometimes the best thing you have to do is be a be a decoy or run your guy out out, out of a route. How do you, how do you keep your guys kind of focused on on the team element of it? Well, mostly I'll give credit to the kids on that because you can preach team all day as a coach, and and uh, but they have a really good value system. They understand what we're trying to do. At the end of the day, they're just trying to pull together and find a way to win. So everyone wants the ball. Everyone wants to, you know, make big plays. So um, I think they trust uh, trust us in the fact that we're we're not trying to gear it to any one particular. We're just trying to find the best way to win, uh, whether it be matchups or. Uh, uh, scheme or you know whatever so our kids have done a great job of just kind of you know seeing the big picture at the end of at the end of the, the fourth quarter um, we have more points than them and I've been proud of them though because all of us have a little bit of selfishness in us and so I've been been proud of the kids they don't they don't really care they're just trying to uh, pull their weight and do anything they can to help each other be successful. Talking with Travis Pride, the head coach, Byron Nelson, Bobcats here on Texas Football today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today, Coach. I, I want to go back briefly to last last year. Last year, you guys uh, made the deepest playoff run in, in program history uh, to the third round and gave you know eventually eventual state finalists Denton Geyer everything they wanted in a regional semifinal. Um, how how important was that that experience and that playoff run last year to to what you guys are doing now? Oh, I think it was big. I think, you know, when you're trying to build something, then, you know, you can talk about it all you want to. And, and you, there's a bunch of stuff you have to do on the, you know, in, in the preparation for that, the off season and stuff. But at some point in time, uh, you know, there has to be some kind of marker uh, that you can say, hey, you know, we're, we are really getting closer. Um, the kids have to believe it, you know, wanting stuff and truly believing it's kind of a different thing. So that game was big for us only because we had – we finished on a good note during regular season. We came out one, two playoff games, so that gave the kids confidence that we came out there, like you mentioned, and and uh, we lost in the end. But I think that game really gave our kids the, you know, sincere uh, credibility of hey, you know, we belong at this level. So um, I think that just really that was kind of a key game for us. Uh, we don't want to be close and come away on the short stick. You know, we're not into moral victories. Um, but that did kind of sustain the fact that, hey, we're going the right direction. We're doing the right things. Let's pull together and let's see if we can make this even better next year. Talking with Travis Pride, the head coach of the Byron Nelson Bobcats here on Texas Football Today. You can involve the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Of course, Coach, there's a, there's a big one this week. Perhaps you heard. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow night, uh, you guys will travel down the road, down 114, to take on the South Lake Carroll Dragons, a program that needs no introduction at this point. Um and I know you've been in the lab coming up with a game plan. I don't want you to give it away here on the air, but but when you take a look at what you're going to be up against on on Friday night, what do you see and, and what's it going to take for you guys to, to get the win? Well, from the defensive perspective, we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to slow down the run game. They've got a, a very big uh, 
a good offensive line. They got a great running back. Uh, the quarterback that stepped in, in the absence of their starters, done a good job. So uh, you have to, we won't stop their run game. We just have to kind of minimize the explosive plays and make them work all the way down the field. Um, we got to, uh, we got to run to the football. We got to gain tackle because it's going to take all of us on that side of the ball. In terms of offense, you know, our biggest deal is we just got to, we got to, uh, we got to move the chains. We got to stay on schedule. We, we reference it as staying on schedule. You know, make your first down go from first to second and you know mid uh, six to five, and then at least get half and then convert on third downs. And you know, if we can just keep the keep the chains moving, then we'll we'll be okay. We got to create some explosive plays on our end because I think it's going to take a few big plays um, to get past a team that's had you know not only good but they got great confidence. So. It's going to take – we're going to have to do sharp in the special teams. We're going to have to move the ball on offense. We're going to have to slow down their run game. He's Travis Pride, the head coach of the 8-0 Byron Nelson Bobcats. Watch his Bobcats this Friday as they take on the number three team in the state, the South Lake Carroll Dragons. Coach, we appreciate your time. Congratulations on all your success so far, and uh, best of luck tomorrow night. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. There he goes. Travis Pride, the head coach, Byron Nelson, joining us here at Texas Football today. Uh, re- I'm really interested. Yeah. I'm really interested because there's there's I don't know. It's 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 probably impossible to pick against South Lake Carroll at home, especially in a district game. Like it's so like you when's, can't. When's the last time they, they boy, lost at home at least? Jeez. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean they don't lose at home. No. And and so that's part of it. They're this Byron Nelson team's serious business. And that offense is really good, and that defense has stepped up in a major way. And I, Carroll's your favorite, mm-hmm. but unlike in past years, it is not like it is. It I think they've got a shot. The computer has it as a six-point spread. So I I think that's right. I think it's a one-score game. Absolutely. I think I think, and especially with Caden Anderson out. Um, I think this is a one-score type game, and I think I think Byron Nelson can do it. I think again, I don't think you can pick against Carroll at home. I think that's just uh, that's a fool's errand, but it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a great game yeah. there at Dragon Stadium, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun with a district title on the line, uh, and going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate Travis Pride hopping on with us. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. All right, Mallory. Can we talk about your favorite sponsor? I don't. I know you don't like to play favorites. I feel here. like I should be the one to 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 announce that. No, I'm kidding. But I do love Takis. Takis is the presenting sponsor of the Sustainability Champions Award, spotlighting influential kids looking to pursue a career focused on the social, environmental, and economic well-being of our future. We want to flash back to the week nine to honor our uh, spotlight game of the week, uh, featuring. Do we have the graphic? We sure do. Drum roll. Brrr, yes. Sorry. <laughs> that was, that was so rude. Allen and Denton Geyer last week. I wonder who's going to win this one. Uh, it's Ty Holt there from, uh, <laughs> and we want to honor Ty Holt from Allen uh, and uh, Ar- Armin Sarter from Denton Geyer as our Sustainability Champions Award winners. Thank you to Takis for your support of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. All right, Malpal. <clears throat> Enough of this. 
fooling Foolery. around. Enough of this. <laughs> Let's get to the real show here. I don't know. <laughs> Let's get to the real show. Here. Yeah, I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, it's time for my week 10 picks. Uh, now, this was expertly edited by Mallory Hartley. I never get to shout you out for this. I know. But, like, she's the one. Who, if you like the picks video, Mallory's the one who makes that happen. <laughs> I'm just the dummy who talks. Um, but... There's huge games all across the state as we come down the stretch of the Texas high school football season. And so let's find out exactly who's going to win this week. I promise I'll get exactly one of these right. Here is the picks. My high school prediction for week 10 at Texas High School on Texas Football today. Down the stretch we come in the 2022 Texas high school football season. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to the Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Believe it or not, we're in week 10 of the Texas high school football season, and believe it or not, there are some teams that the season's over after this week. That's right. Teams that are going to have a week 11 bye, that's it. They're going to be blowing up basketballs on Monday. That's the nature of the beast now. We are into real nitty-gritty time of the Texas high school football season. There are playoff races in full swing. There are teams that are playing for their season this week, not to mention the usual slew of big-time state-ranked matchups. There's huge games in every corner of the state this week. We start in the Brazos Valley. 7 o'clock Friday night at Cougar Stadium in College Station. It's a huge rivalry matchup in the Brazos Valley as the A&M Consolidated Tigers visit the College Station Cougars. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Young Stars. The future is really bright for both of these programs, and you can tell because they're reliant on a lot of youngsters to get the job done. Everywhere you look, there's sophomores and juniors playing key roles for these two 5A Division I powers. Uh, on the College Station side, they have an outstanding running back named Aiden Martinez-Brown, who had a breakout game last week. He has been such a strong part of their running game, kind of replacing Marquise Collins, who is such an important part of their run to a state championship game last year. On the other side, uh, at a Consolidated, their sophomore quarterback, Will Hargett, has been really strong. as taking care of the football. I think that his accuracy is really what sets him apart. He's not throwing the ball into traffic, and that is a real testament to not only his talent, but also the coaching around him. Now, this is also a big stage, big rivalry game in this, in this matchup. So, which of these young core of talent can step up the best? Key number two, the Cougars' pass rush. Let's talk about the front seven for College Station, led by Corbin Johnson and Malik Cotton. For the most part, been very strong this year. You take a look at their six wins, they've got a combined 14 sacks and 56 tackles for loss as a team in those six games. Pretty darn good. That's going to win you a bunch of ball games. But if they don't get the backfield, they don't win. That's just the name of the game for them. Their two losses on the year, they have a combined one sack and one tackle for loss. That's it. So their loss against Georgetown and their loss to Lovejoy, they have not been able to get in the backfield. I think it's especially important in this game with a young quarterback in Will Hargett. See if you're able to rattle him because if he's able to sit back there and pick apart this defense, he will absolutely do this. So can the Cougars front seven get home? And key number three, is this a rivalry or not? So it's actually a fair question. You know, it sounds crazy because, of course, they're geographically aligned. They're the two biggest schools in College Station. But on one hand, they haven't played since 2017, right? This has been a dormant rivalry for a few years. And also, A&M Consolidated's never won. Yeah, College Station, the young program in College Station, they're 4-0 against the Tigers all time in this series. So uh, you hear that all the time. The rivalry's not a rivalry if only one team wins. Well, 
then maybe this game isn't necessarily a rivalry. But that has to stick in the crawl of A&M Consolidated, especially these young players who have never played College Station. An opportunity to make a little bit of history. On the other hand, for College Station, they want to prove that, yeah, that's not some fluke. We are the dominant force in College Station. So let's find out once and for all, is this a rivalry or not? Who am I picking? I'm going with A&M Consolidated. The Tigers get the nod here for a couple of reasons. One, I think Will Hargett, their quarterback, is the real deal. I think they're going to be able to run the ball fairly well with Keyshawn Thomas. And I think their defense has been pretty strong all year long. Furthermore, I don't love the current trajectory of this College Station team. Last week against Georgetown really spooks me. They fell behind 35-3 to before rallying to make it a little bit more cosmetically appealing uh, towards the end. But in the end, they were functionally non-competitive in the first half. That scares me going up against this A&M Consolidated team. Now, College Station, when they've played their best, is certainly capable of winning this game. If they're able to get a big game from Aiden Brown-Martinez, uh, their running back, and a game from their quarterback, uh, Arrington Maiden, I think they've got an opportunity to win this game. But I think A&M Consolidated is the better team right now. And I think that the defense is playing particularly well. I think that the Tigers, their first ever win in the series, give me A&M Consolidated. Let's go to Houston. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Turner Stadium in Humble. It is a top 10 matchup in Class 6A as the Humble Atascacita Eagles welcome in the number one team in the state, the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. And uh, this is for the District 21 6A title, and it's almost certainly for seeding in the Division 1 bracket. The winner, the number one seed, the loser, the number two seed. Atascacita has been bobbing along. They had that early loss uh, to Katie, which was very competitive, uh, but since then they've been rolling. Quarterback Zion Brown and running back Tory Blaylock have been great. And the difference for me for this Tascacita team has been their defense, which really stepped up. Big defensive tackle Samu Tomano Pepe, I practiced that in the mirror, has been very strong in that front seven. But, but let's put that aside for a moment because I really think this game is a referendum on North Shore without Caleb Bailey. If you missed it, quarterback Caleb Bailey has been out for the past few years. We don't know his status. We don't expect him to play in this game. They have moved wide receiver David Amador over from wide receiver to the quarterback spot, and he's been pretty good. They call him touchdown day for a reason. He's been spectacular, but this is their first real test against a major top 10 opponent with a backup quarterback. What exactly does that look like? Can the Galena Park North Shore defense, which has been excellent all year long, carry their weight as well? The series has been dominated by North Shore of late. They've won the last four meetings, but I actually think Atascacita is in a better position to win this game. Give me the Eagles. Let's bounce up to the DFW Metroplex. 7 o'clock Friday night at Panther Stadium in Duncanville. It's another top 10 clash in Class 6A as the DeSoto Eagles visit the Duncanville Panthers. District 11 6A title is on the line here, and uh, these two teams know each other well, and they don't particularly care for one another, which is going to make this all the more fun for us. DeSoto looks different. Uh, really and truly, they look different. It's not just the skill position guys. They will have the better skill position players in this game because they might have the best skill position players in the state at any level. They're really good. Wide receiver, John Tay Cook is the headliner, but they run the ball particularly well, and they've got a great quarterback in DJ Bailey. Plus, I think their fronts have actually been better this year. That's going to get put to a big test this week against Duncanville, who is a traditionally a team that has mashed Duncan DeSoto up front, and it hasn't necessarily mattered what kind of playmakers they have on the outside. Now, they're able to run the ball with Caden Durham. Their, run, their, their quarterback, Keelan Russell, I think has grown into the role. But make no mistake, this is about the Duncanville front seven, led by Colin Simmons, which is just ferocious. It's a wood chipper. They are really, really talented. And I think this whole game comes down to whether or not DeSoto can protect DJ Bailey up against that ferocious front seven and give him time. Because if he's got time to throw, I think there are plays to be made against this Duncanville secondary. That's really interesting. One other note in this one, which I think is 
very tasty. So the last time DeSoto beat Duncanville was when, is in 2016, the head coach of that DeSoto team was Todd Peterman. Todd Peterman is the offensive coordinator at Duncanville. That's tasty. Fascinating matchup here. I think I give the nod to the Panthers. But enough about the big schools. Let's go small school. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Pruitt Field in Jonesboro. It is a top five matchup in Class 1A. Big time six-man matchup as the May Tigers visit the Jonesboro Eagles. District title is almost certainly on the line in this one. Going to be a fascinating matchup. Jonesboro does have one loss on the year, but it's to Westbrook, who's number two in the state. I don't think there's really any shame in losing that game. I think Caleb Crystal, their quarter, their spread back rather, has been very strong leading this Jonesboro attack. Going up against May, which grabbed graduated really heavy last year, but has reloaded. They're 8-0. They're battle-tested. Damien Salinas, their two-way star, has been excellent. I actually think that if you're a six-man football fan, you're going to want to keep your expectations low as far as scoring is concerned. I think both these defenses are going to be the dominant forces in this one. I think this is going to be a low-scoring slugfest, but I do think that May pulls out a narrow win. But those are far from the only big games in Week 10 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. Down south, I like Brackettville over Charlotte. Farther down south, I like Brownsville Veterans Memorial over Harlingen South. And up north, I like Abilene over Amarillo. Give me Brownwood over Andrews, DeCab over Hooks, and big game in the panhandle. I like Amarillo Tascosa over Lubbock Cooper. Big weekend in El Paso. I like El Paso Franklin over El Paso Eastwood. Give me El Paso Pebble Hills over El Paso Eastlake. And I like Austin Westlake over Austin Bowie. I think Lexington stays perfect with a win over Rogers. Battle of Unbeans in Central Texas. I like Mart over Dawson. Give me Barbers Hill over Port Arthur Memorial. Santo bounces back with a win over Celeste Seymour. Gets by Winthorst. And I think Bernie beats Somerset in a big game in Greater San Antonio. Give me Tidehaven over Bowling. Timpson gets by Shelbyville, and I like Burleson Centennial over Justin Northwest. Wimberley stays perfect with a win over Lago Vista. Carthage stays perfect with a win over Van, and give me Clarendon over Shamrock. Give me Divine over Pearsall. Dumas takes down Canyon, and a district title's on the line. I like Edinburgh North over Edinburgh. I like Edinburgh Vela over La Jolla Palmview. El Campo gets by Stafford, and the gauntlet continues for Franklin. I think they squeak by Cameron Yeo. District title on the line in DFW. I like Grapevine over Fort Worth Arlington Heights, and give me Gunner to beat Leonard. Holly keeps rolling with a win over Stamford. Give me Hitchcock to stay perfect with a win over Hallettsville. And the other big game in District 21-6A, I like Umble Summer Creek over Sheldon C.E. King. I like Ingleside over Orange Grove. Lumberton gets by Little Cypress Mauriceville. And Mansfield Timberview stays perfect with a win over Richland. Give me Manville over Fullshire. Mason gets by Stockdale. And Munster takes down Collinsville. It's Mid-County Madness. I like Port Natchez Groves to get by Nederland. I think Prosper hands Allen their second consecutive loss. And give me Round Rock over Round Rock Cedar Ridge. Big week in San Antonio. I like San Antonio Wagner over Seguin. Give me Civil of Steel over Converse Judson. And Shallow Water stays white hot with a win over Mule Shoe. Let's start in DFW and move east. I like Southlake Carroll over Byron Nelson in a matchup of unbeatens. I like Tatum over Jefferson. And way out east, I like Texas High over White House. I like the Woodlands over Willis. Give me Tomball over Klein Collins. And Waco Connolly beats Madisonville. I'm going with Wall over Early. And Whitesboro beats Paradise. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week 10 of the Texas high school football season. We'll see ya.
Craven Betts, your weekly financial advice segment from your friend to Dave Campbell's Texas Football here with our college football insider and financial advisor, Mike Craven, here on Craven's Corner, because on this corner, we make money. And, like, I don't know, run back the tape. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you need any proof, we are, uh, you're on a bit of a heater here. On a bit of a heater. Last time I was on, we were 4-1 and one on the show, 21-10 and 10 on Texas football today so far on Craven Bet. So We should be charging for this segment. We need to put, like, an 800 number, you know, like, <laughs> like call in, get your first five free. You know, Man, so yeah. Dude, yeah, what if, you be, what if you became, like, a professional, like, uh, like a professional tout? That would be great. That's really the dream. That's okay. Uh, so call this number, 1-900-TCTF-LIVE, yeah. uh, and we will get that going. All right, four picks this week. Where are we starting, Malpal? Let's head over to Fort Worth. TCU taking on West Virginia. The over-under is set at 69. Do you have anything to say about that? That's really nice. It is nice. Real, real nice. And, uh, and you're taking the over here. And, uh, and I think rightfully so. I'm taking the over. You know, earlier, Baylor, West Virginia played in West Virginia. That one got up to 83 points. That was a 43-40 final in regulation. This TCU offense is more high-powered, more fast-paced than that Baylor one. I think the defense can give up more points as well. Uh, West Virginia is really good at home. I feel like this line represents the totality of West Virginia, but when they've been at home, they've scored a decent amount of points. When they've been on the road, that offense has gotten shut down. So I think they score some points this week, even though I feel like TCU wins this one pretty comfortably. Give me, uh, you know, like a 40 to 35, 45, 38 type final. So this does, so so West Virginia's offensive performance in Lubbock last week doesn't spook you? doesn't spook me out just because they've had good offensive performances at home. Mm -hmm. They played bad on the road against Texas, bounced back and scored 43 at home against Baylor. I, I expect to see the home team West Virginia offense more than the road one we've seen. Feels right to me. What's next, Malpel? Let's go to Houston. Houston's playing South Florida this weekend. The over-under set at 61. Should be a bloodbath. And Houston's the favorite here, so I presume this means that you don't like much of South Florida's offense. Yeah, South Florida offense, if you get into the analytics, not an explosive offense, not a good passing offense. And if you're going to score on Houston, it's going to be against their secondary. Their front seven's still pretty good. Derek Parrish is out. Uh, they've, they've been good against the run. They held Navy uh, pretty well last week. So uh, a good front seven. Donovan Newton at linebacker is excellent. So... I don't think Clayton Toon scores five, throws mm -hmm. five touchdowns every single week. I think that was more of a bye week against a bad Navy defense type deal. I think Houston wins this. Houston wins this comfortably, but they won't need a lot of points to do it because South Florida is not going to score a lot. Yeah, like 35-17, something like that. Something around there feels about right. What's next, Mallory? Hoot hoot, Charlotte over Rice. Ah, oh, well, let's be clear. Charles plus 17 over yeah. Rice. No. Yeah, well, yes, yes. I meant, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're, 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 I, I, I know what you're saying, but, yes, but yes. yeah. 17 points. Rice Charlotte's is 17 points. Catching 17 points in this one. This has got to be the biggest Rice spread in, like, against an FBS opponent in years. I actually was trying to do the research early and ran out of time. That's how far <laughs> back I had tried to go to where they're, they're beating FBS opponents by 17 plus. Charlotte just lost to FIU. Yeah. So we can all agree here that Charlotte's really yeah. bad at football. But Rice doesn't play a style of football that leads to blowouts. They're not going to go score 45 against most teams. They're going to play defense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play ball control. It's like a python, you know, like a boa constrictor. They're just going to tighten it up against Charlotte. I think they win this one. They win this comfortably. But I don't think it's one of those that, that gets to be a 21, 24-point spread. They just don't have, like, to me, they just don't have the style that, that lends themselves to blowouts. Like, yep. like, I don't know. They're certainly not a service academy. But, like, in the same way that, like, Army, 
doesn't go and like blow out FBS teams. Right. They're just like when they win comfortably, they win like thirty-four to like twenty. You know. And they're never favored like this. So yes. how does the locker room react to that? Do mm -hmm. they play up or down to their competition? You know, they're usually the underdogs. They usually have the chips on the shoulder. You know, now they have some expectations. They're four and three. If they win this game, they're five and three and one game away from a from a bowl bid for the first time since 2014. So Will Rice play tight? Will they mm -hmm. turn the ball over a little bit? Again, I think the Owls win. I think they get to five and three, but you know, expecting them to win by you know 18, 19, 20 points seems like a lot. Three scores a lot. All right, what's the last one, Mallory? Let's round it out in Dallas SMU over Tulsa. Spread is at 66. 66 is the over-under, and you think there's going to be some fireworks at Ford? I think there's going to be some scoring here. No matter who starts at quarterback, I think SMU has a, has a big day. I also think Tulsa's offense has a big day. SMU secondary is super bad. Mm -hmm. You know, that Navy game masks some of the problems for SMU because Navy doesn't throw the ball a lot. Navy's lo or SMU's lost four out of their last five games. They've given up a lot of points. The secondary's not very good. However, the offense is going to score points. They're going to be fast-paced. I think they're second or third in the nation in terms of like you know amount of time taken off on the on the time clock before you know playing. So they're going to play fast. I think this one gets you know pointsy. I don't know who wins. That's why I'm not going to you know bet on the game. But I, I'm going to take the over. You think there's just going to be a lot of points there? So get your tickets now. Head out there to Ford Field, Ford Stadium. Uh, that's it for Craven Bets this week here in Craven's Corner. Because in this corner we make money. Let's go over to Mallory Hartley for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Uh, WTF today at 2 p.m. We're talking East Texas, so make sure to join us on all our regular channels. Exciting stuff there. That's going to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Mike Craven and Mallory Hartley, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Help Honda Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today.